You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into STB Sports Takes, the best sports podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham. Thank you for joining us. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts. Everywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Please hit that subscribe button. It's been a couple weeks. I was in Hawaii on a work trip. It was a long one. It was a fun one with Everlight Solar. Shout out to them. Yeah, I was doing it uh, with Tripio and uh, with my brother, Jared. And it was a ton of fun, Um, so I did not do a podcast for a couple of weeks. I was busy with work stuff in paradise. It was amazing. Today is Sunday, a special edition. Again, I've got busy work stuff tomorrow, but more importantly, Tom Brady just unretired. Yes, that's right. Tom the Goat Brady is back, baby, for season 23. um, I am beyond excited. I mean, this guy, I was like genuinely sad when the guy retired, like genuinely sad, but I was also very grateful. It sounds so cheesy, but hey, we're a sports podcast, and you guys are sports lovers. That's why you've tuned in. So you get it. You probably share the same sentiment, and that is that like we were so grateful to have experienced and witnessed the greatest career in the history of team sports live from start to finish. You know, and I got to. I got to see the whole thing from start to finish. Um, but now the finish isn't over. Here we go again for season twenty-three. My guess is this will be his final season. Maybe not. Um, but he simply tweeted out, um, that his, you know, over the last two months, uh, he's realized that his place is on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, meaning the time in the stands will come, but it's not now. He's grateful for his family, grateful for his teammates. They make it all possible. He is back for a 23rd season in the NFL, his third with the Bucks. So he'll be, he'll be back in Tampa Bay. Um, and he's got some unfinished business. Let's go. Um, by the way, I pretty much memorized that tweet just by looking at it once. Uh, that's what he said. And with that, he's back, baby. It's very similar to when Michael Jordan came back to the Chicago Bulls. Jordan's retirement lasted about 18 months. This one lasted about six weeks. But um, regardless, Tom Brady is back. So the first thing I did was I instantly had to go to the, the betting lines. I just was very curious. Like, where are the Bucks going to stack up? And... They were down around like plus 2,500, which was around like 13th, 14th in the league for Super Bowl chances, Super Bowl odds next year. They're already moved up to fourth across the line. And if you look at DraftKings, they're second. FanDuel, they're second. So one guy makes one statement, and just that quick, uh, a team rises from like 14th, 15th, 16th, somewhere in that range, all the way up to second highest odds to win the Super Bowl. So... A huge, huge deal for the Buccaneers. And this is a smart move for Tom Brady. The guy led the league in yards passing last year, led the league in touchdowns, was second in QBR, and he has fantastic weapons returning. Godwin was hurt for the playoffs, and if he hadn't been, I would argue that you'd be looking at Tom Brady hoisting an eighth Super Bowl trophy. Um, Antonio Brown bailed on him. They don't need him, though. They'll be fine with Godwin back. If they have a healthy Mike Evans a healthy Chris Godwin, a healthy Gronk, a healthy Brady. That's all they need um, as far as offensive firepower goes. Offensive line has to stay healthy too, but that's what they need to stay you know, within striking distance of any team. Um, They've got a a very stout defense. It just felt like, why would you leave now? Like, they're also in a weak division. I mean, the division, the NFC South, are you kidding me? Like, who, who are they even going against? The Falcons? 
the Saints, who who don't have Drew Brees anymore. They don't even have Sean Payton anymore. Um, it, it's very similar. The Panthers, by the way, are the other team. I mean, those are the three teams he gets to play twice each. The Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. That's six and zero for the for the Bucks next year. It's very similar to what he had in the AFC East um, with the with the Patriots. You know, when he had the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills, three six times each or six times total, year after year after year. Very weak division. Um, helped him greatly with seeding and wins and all sorts of stuff. If you have if you have an easy division to win, it's easy to get good playoff standing, good playoff seeding. So that's the case in the NFC South um, this next year. The Bucks, all of his teammates are under contract. They're healthy. They're talented. Like there's just no reason to to leave on that regard. So you've got a weak division, weak weak opponents you're going up against. Strong teammates, good coach, strong coaching. And you just came off an MVP caliber season where you led the league in yards, touchdowns, and were second in QBR. To me, he probably should have won the MVP. They were this close, this close to getting back to the NFC Championship game, and you know they didn't, uh, you know they didn't didn't do it. But um, that's what he's saying: unfinished business, unfinished business. So I'm stoked. Uh, I'm stoked. And I was thinking about. It. I'm like, okay, where was Tom Brady stack up? I was uh, in my on my trip to uh, Hawaii uh, with one of the guys out there. Uh, we did the, a draft of NFL quarterbacks, and he's a he's a big Packers fan. Um, his name's Adam. So Adam, if you're listening, thank you for doing this draft with me. But we drafted quarterbacks, and they had to be current quarterbacks. At the time, Tom Brady wasn't allowed to be drafted because he wasn't a current quarterback. So <clears throat> he had the first pick. I give him the first pick of the draft. He chose Aaron Rodgers. And you tell me where you think we went wrong, right? So the first pick, you're thinking active NFL quarterbacks right now. The first pick was Aaron Rodgers by my friend Adam. I picked I picked second. I chose Patrick Mahomes. Then he picked, and he picked Russell Wilson. I thought that was early for Russell Wilson, but that's who he picked. Uh, which, which, by the way, Russell Wilson, since I last podcasted, has been traded to the Broncos. Um, that trade was absolutely owned by the Broncos. Owned. I mean, they got draft picks for like days on days on days, first round picks, second round picks, you name it, um, multiple of each, third round picks. Like they absolutely, and on top of that, they got a pretty decent quarterback and some other players in return. Like they annihilated the Seahawks uh, on that, on that, uh, excuse me, I'm saying this all in reverse. The Seahawks won that draft. Won that. <laughs> That's what I meant. The Seahawks won that. Right as I was saying, I was like, "Wait a second. The Seahawks. I, I was kept saying Broncos, but the Seahawks won because of everything I just said. Pick after pick after pick. So they simply give up a guy who's aging. I mean, don't get me wrong. Russell Wilson's still a top, it's top seven quarterback in the NFL. Um, but when you can get multiple first round picks, multiple second round picks, multiple third round picks a decent quarterback, and some other quality players in return. For a guy that doesn't really want to be there, has been a little bit of drama, has proven he can't pull you himself to the to the playoffs, you're in a little bit of a rebuild. He's probably only got five years left of like prime-type play, and that's on the high end. Uh, might be closer to three. To me, the Seahawks, because of all the picks, so I was saying it all right, because of all the picks, that's who won the, the, dra- but won the trade, but I was saying the wrong team. I was saying the Broncos did. The Seahawks won that dra- won that uh, that trade. So, anyway, so 
Back to my draft. <laughs> Got distracted there. Aaron Rodgers first. Patrick Mahomes went second. Uh, by me. He chose third, and he chose uh, Russell Wilson. That's where we got sidetracked. Again, Seahawks won that trade because of all the draft picks they got. I drafted fourth. I took Josh Allen. Uh, He drafted fifth, took Dak Prescott, which was a total joke. Um, I went sixth, and I took Joe Burrow. At seventh, he took uh, Justin Herbert. I went eighth with um, Matthew Stafford. He went ninth with Derek Carr. I went tenth with Lamar Jackson. So I think I just annihilated him in this draft, much like the Seahawks annihilated the Broncos in that trade uh, for Russell Wilson. But so again, I had Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Stafford, and Jackson, Lamar Jackson. He had Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. Obviously a solid team, but I feel like I outdid him at every pick. Mahomes or Rodgers, I would personally take Mahomes. Uh, Russell Wilson or Josh Allen, I would take Josh Allen. Dak Prescott or Joe Burrow, I would take Joe Burrow. Um, Matthew Stafford or Justin Herbert, that's a toss-up, but he got to pick first in all of these, so if he won one round, big deal. Derek Carr or Lamar Jackson, I would take Lamar Jackson. So even though I picked second in every round, I think I actually picked a better quarterback than he did in every round, with the exception of maybe the Matthew Stafford-Justin Herbert one. That could go either way. Um, But now you throw Tom Brady into this, and it's like, man, where does Tom Brady fall? Talent-wise, you know, I can see the argument for putting him below guys like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. But intangibles, winning, everything else-wise, does he go first? Is he the best quarterback in the league? Honestly, is he? Maybe not. Probably not. But he's for sure in the top five. Without a question, Tom Brady's in the top five. And the guy was retiring. As a top five quarterback, top two, three quarterback last year, this year, you got to think that he'll probably digress just a teeny bit because of age. Um, and you think that Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and these other guys will probably in, improve uh, because of experience and lack of age as they're getting better and they're coming up. Um, you know, you could throw in there Kyler Murray as a top 10 guy. There's a few other guys. Um but that, that was how it went down in our draft. And I look at this and I'm like, I think Tom Brady comes in as a top five quarterback in the league. And that's incredible. And along those same lines, we talked about Matthew Stafford. Or excuse me, we talked about Russell Wilson. I have to mention my Washington Commanders. First off, they changed their name. They're Commanders now. And uh, they picked up Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz uh, does, does not have a good track record anymore. He was an MVP caliber player like four seasons ago or whatever it was, five seasons ago in Philadelphia, gets hurt. The team ends up winning the Super Bowl with the backup quarterback. So he has a Super Bowl ring, but he didn't play the last like three games of the regular season or any of the playoffs. And so he doesn't really have a ring, if you know what I'm saying. Um, He does, but as far as quarterback play goes, he doesn't. As far as like when he retires and gets to tell his grandkids, you know, 40 years from now, yeah, he's got a Super Bowl ring. But as far as NFL quarterbacks go, not really, not really, because he had he had nothing to do with the last, I shouldn't say nothing, he still was on the team, part of film study, part of practice in some way, I'm sure he's on the sidelines during games, things like that, but he didn't play, not a single snap for the entire playoffs. Um, outside of that season, he's been above average, he's been above average, I would say, um, maybe even like to the point of being good, 
he hasn't been great, but he certainly hasn't been average or below average. He's been like a he's been like a B minus type quarterback, right? And I'm stoked though because the Commanders. It's going to take a little getting used to calling on that. But the Commanders, who did we have? We were going to go with Taylor Heineke again. We tried for Russell Wilson, couldn't get him. Uh, the Seahawks wanted to move him to the AFC, so we couldn't get him. They didn't want to have him be in the same conference as them in the NFC, so that was out. Tom Brady was retired and under, under contract with uh, the Bucks anyway. Uh, Aaron Rodgers re-signed or decided to stay put in Green Bay. Um and then you know you look at the Deshaun Watson situation. That's tempting. If I'm being honest, that's tempting. Deshaun Watson, the last time we saw him was certainly a top ten quarterback, but he didn't play it all last year. He's got some major off the field issues. He's still going through. Looks like he'll be back next year. I don't know where, but he'll probably be back and probably be a top ten quarterback again. Um, I certainly would take him over Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, um, certainly over those two on this list of our. 10 and if you t- take Tom Brady the next guy I would knock down would probably be probably be Matthew Stafford or Lamar Jackson probably Lamar Jackson um but anyway I digress Carson Wentz is no slouch for the commanders he's a huge upgrade from where they had uh with T- Taylor Heineke I love Taylor Heineke he's a fighter he's a warrior he's a competitor um and he's pretty talented but he's not going to ever take you to the promised land Carson Wentz has proven that he actually does have that capability you just got to find it back there within him it's kind of similar to the James Harden Ben Simmons trade where it's like we don't know what Ben Simmons can do it you know a lot of people think that the Sixers won that trade I personally don't I think the 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 Nets won the trade because they got more players and they got a guy who's a first team all all defense type of player year in and year out at MVP not MVP but a defensive player of the year candidate uh multiple years now he hasn't won it but he's been a candidate multiple years He's been an All-NBA guy. He's been an All-Star. He's been a high-assist, high-field-goal percentage guy, even though he can't shoot. I'm talking about Ben Simmons still. And if you can if you can reignite that within Ben Simmons, the, the Nets clearly won that trade. Without question, they won that trade. If, if they can reignite that within Ben Simmons. So kind of a similar thing here for the Commanders and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz last year, I'm looking at it, he was ninth in the NFL in QBR. QBR is arguably the most important stat for quarterbacks. It's the all-encompassing stat. What are you doing as far as your completion percentage, your touchdowns, your interceptions, um, your running plays, your decision-making, your third-down conversions, time, score, situation, all of this stuff? How are you performing? And to give you an example of how accurate the stat is, Aaron Rodgers was number one in the NFL last year. Tom Brady was number two. Justin Herbert was number three. Matthew Stafford, number four, Mahomes, number five, Allen, number six, Kyler Murray, number seven. These names sounding familiar. It's all the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, Ryan Tannehill was number eight, Carson Wentz, number nine, Russell Wilson, number 10, 11 was Dak Prescott, 12 was Joe Burrow. These are the best, these are the best quarterbacks in the league. These are the quarterbacks we had on our draft board. Ryan Tannehill being the exception, but he's a, he's a, also like a B minus type quarterback. So, to me, Carson Wentz is a huge upgrade for the Commanders. He he had 27 touchdowns and only seven interceptions last season. They just need to reignite some leadership in him. Hopefully, Ron Rivera can do that. I'm personally excited for the Commanders. I'm excited for the Bucs. Uh, obviously, I want the Commanders to win the Super Bowl. I'm not sure where they fall on this. I'm actually going to refresh this and see if it's moving the line at all. Is just in real time. 
So the one, so MGM's the one sports book who still has just got their head in the sand and hasn't moved their line from plus twenty five hundred. As soon as they do, the Bucks will across the board be an average of at least third, probably second, to win the Super Bowl. Ironically, it's not the Chiefs or the Packers in number one; it's the Buffalo Bills. That's what that's what people are saying about Josh Allen and that team. The Buffalo Bills are on the rise, um, favored to win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, but the Commanders are pretty low, <laughs> plus five thousand. So they're behind. They're ahead of the Seahawks now, ahead of the Falcons, Giants, Bears, Jags, Lions, Jets, Texans. So those are the teams the Commanders are ahead of. There, there's 32 teams in the NFL. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. They're ahead of eight of them. So they're definitely like towards the bottom third, um, which probably accurate. I think you'll see the commanders be better than the Dolphins next year. Um, I think you'll see, see them be better than the Panthers. I don't know why they're ranked below the Panthers, but they are. I think you'll see them be better than the Panthers, uh, better than the Saints, and that might probably better than the Colts. Um, that might be it. But 49ers are crapshoot. Who knows what's going to happen there? But anyway, so lots happened in the NFL. Lots happened in the M- in the NBA as well. Um, sorry for the the delay there, the two week delay in getting the podcast out. I have to make work uh, the highest of priorities. Um, it's just Trippio, which you see here every time I podcast, right uh, on my mug here. Uh, it's just it's it's my baby. Um, one day I hope to dedicate myself just to sports podcasting. Uh, but right now I've got an app I'm building out and I'm pretty excited about it. But uh, stay with me. Stay subscribed. Stay sharing. Tom Brady is back. I will be rooting for him and the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl if the Commanders can't win it. So they're my second favorite team, the Buccaneers, that is. Whatever team Tom Brady's on right now is my second favorite team. I'm rooting for greatness. I'm rooting for greatness. I am very openly on the Tom Brady bandwagon because I'm a Commanders fan first and foremost. If they're ever playing each other, I'm rooting for the Commanders no matter what. Tom Brady and the Bucks could be 16 and 0 going for 17 and 0. Um, and I'd 100 and the Commanders could be 0 and 16 and I would be rooting for the Commanders to win. Um, unless it meant a first, you know, the number 1 overall pick, then maybe I wouldn't, but um, you get the idea. I'm rooting for the Commanders 10 times out of 10. I want them every time. Um, but if, you know, if if that can't happen, I'll take Tom Brady. Um, so the 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 odds are moving as we speak. I'm trying to refresh it and see if they'll move more. They're not. The 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 MGM one has not moved. But anyway, um, love you guys. Thanks for subscribing. And uh, you know, go Bucks, go Commanders. I don't know if the Commanders are doing the HTTR thing anymore. HTTC. Hail to the Commanders. I don't know if we do that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for being here. And real quick before I go, I'm kind of trailing here, trailing off and not closing very strongly. I apologize. Let's just talk about the Utah Jazz for 10 seconds. The Utah Jazz and the NBA, um, it's interesting. Klay Thompson went off last night. The Jazz got a nice win last night. Jordan Clarkson had a career high 45. Uh, the Jazz have a legitimate shot at a conference finals. Um, and if you can get there, you can really, anything can happen. I think the Jazz, if we're looking up, as long as I'm on these odds, let's just look at the um, the futures, the NBA finals, the odds here for the NBA uh, champions. The Jazz have uh, dropped quite a bit. 
ironically below even the Celtics, which I completely disagree with. But they're behind the Suns and the Warriors, which you can't argue with this season. You just can't. Those teams are playing better than the Jazz. They're behind the Nets and the Bucks. You can't argue with that. They're behind the 76ers. Can't really argue with that now with the addition of Harden. They're behind the Heat. You could argue with that. They're behind the Celtics. You definitely can argue with that. There's no team that's behind them that you could argue is, would be ahead of them. Grizzlies, Nuggets, Bulls, Mavericks. Um, I think you'd be silly to try and argue any of those teams ahead of them. Clippers, Lakers. Lakers are a complete joke. And I might have to say this for another podcast, but holy cow. If we have to hear any more that LeBron James make other, makes other players better, I'm going to just... I'm going to die. I mean, this guy does not make other players better. How many times do I have to prove it? Russell Westbrook, just add him to the long list of Hall of Fame superstars that LeBron James made worse. They played worse when they played with LeBron James. Kevin Love, absolutely positively played worse. Chris Bosh, absolutely positively played worse. Even Anthony Davis is playing way worse. Um Dwayne Wade started to. Uh, Russell Westbrook now is. There's so many guys. And then you go outside of those superstar level guys, and it's countless, countless guys. Um, like the, the the George Hills and the Rodney Hoods and all these guys who played way worse. So just add, add Russell Westbrook, who with very similar numbers, by the way, he's always been a low field goal percentage, high turnover, high turnover kind of guy. And guess what? he was leading OKC to the playoffs in the West with those same kind of numbers. Now he is playing worse this year than he has probably ever, but not by much. His field goal percentage is right on par with his career average. His turnovers are right on par with his career average. He's just taking fewer shots and therefore scoring less. Um, but everything else is pretty much the same. Fewer, a couple fewer assists, a couple fewer rebounds, but that's because he's trying to like somehow fit in. He's scared to death. To me, LeBron makes guys worse. He does, and there's, it's just another evidence of that. It, you put Russell Westbrook on the freaking Wizards last year, and they were better than this. I mean, so Bradley Beal did a better job than LeBron James can with Russell Westbrook. Like To me, at some point, you have to look at the common denominator that's this common thread throughout the whole thing, and it's LeBron James. It's LeBron James. So to me, he's more the issue. Not saying he's playing bad. Don't get me wrong. LeBron James is better than Russell Westbrook. I know that. I'm not saying otherwise. But it's not always Russell Westbrook's fault. And LeBron James does not always make other players better. He doesn't. You have to play to his style, not him trying to fit in with you in any way, shape, or form. And he takes guys that are like really talented, and he tries to change what they do. And that's why they play worse. Kevin Love, oh, you are really good with your back to the basket, and you can get 15 rebounds a night? Cool. Go stand at the three-point line, and we'll let you know if we need you. Well, of course he's going to be worse. Oh, Russell Westbrook, you're really good when you have the ball in your hands all the time and you can get 15 assists and 30 points, no problem. And you'll be a 45-win team and maybe make the second round of the playoffs. For sure, for sure make the playoffs. Cool, yeah, we don't need you to do any of that. Uh, we need you to just get out of the way, stand at the three-point line and do what you do worst, which is shoot threes. Of course he's going to play worse. So to me, like the, there's a problem far beyond Russell Westbrook. It's in the coaching. It's in the style of their system. Um, so that's my take on that. But the Jazz, to me, the Jazz, they have they have a decent shot um, to to reach to at least reach the conference finals. I think they could beat the Suns and the Warriors. They, they could, there's no team in the West that they couldn't beat. There's no team in the East that they couldn't beat. Uh, they're just not. 
they're just not quite to that level to where I would expect them to beat them. But I would not be surprised to see them beat any of them. So this is another year where it's kind of, the NBA is pretty open. It's pretty open. And if you get an injury or two, things are going to shift dramatically. And there usually is an injury or two in the NBA towards the tail end of the season. Kyrie Irving, is he going to be able to play home games? Is he not? We don't know. So lots going on. Sorry for the the rambling for a little bit there as I tried to wrap up. Now I will officially wrap up. Thank you for joining the STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. Please subscribe. I'll see you next time. I am out. Peace. We got the same. Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports. Cause we are warriors.